0: Hey, lads and ladies, welcome back. If you're back for the second time, we appreciate your loyalty. Itag is back with me. He couldn't get out the revolving door of the studio, and so we let him stay, and he'll be co hosting.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got stuck. I don't, I don't know how to leave, man.
0: Yeah, and if you were with us the first time, um, you will have noticed the logo that we had. Um, we didn't know we were going to have a logo at that time, but what happened was Amy told me, Hey, Iceplat, we should have a logo. And I said, okay, but I can't art. And he goes, anything's better than my art. And I said, all right, well, your, uh, your regrets in a moment. So I hopped into Microsoft paint and, uh, 10 minutes later, my brother walked in the room, looks and goes, Oh God, Microsoft paint was not meant for this. Uh, and I'm not ready for this. And then he walked out, um, five minutes later, the podcast got posted with that logo and there's no going back now. So Thankfully, the logo has not scared our very first official guest away, uh, who is Bald Eagle. Hello, Eagle.
2: Hey, how are you? It's the Tag Pro Lead Podcast. I'm Bald Eagle. And wait, where am I? <laughs> What's
0: going on? Five minutes in and <laughs> we already have our first coup attempt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Ray. not rigged.
0: Where is everyone? We're not in Iowa anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. You guys did a great job, episode one. Uh, so I'm happy to come on and... You know, Spike and Spike never invited me on, so, you know, you're my favorite podcast.
0: Yeah, I I don't think you're the only with that opinion. Um, Shout out to Active, and I think Ghost and Smalley are also on here and there, right? But, in any case, uh, how is your week going, fellas?
2: Oh, you know, we got that long weekend coming up uh, on Memorial Day, which, depending on when this is posted, might already have happened.
0: Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I tag. Do you guys have a Memorial Day in uh, Down Under?
1: Uh, we don't, but, um. Nobody has
0: ever died
1: in
2: Australia, so there's no need for Memorial Day.
0: <laughs> yeah, the aborigines don't hold that same
1: opinion, but. I think we had some casualties in the Emu war back whenever it happened.
0: Oh yeah, I'm the sure. emu <laughs> And then good old Harry is considered a casualty at this point. Um, yeah. Eagle, have you heard of Harry? I haven't. Harry was a prime minister who went for a swim um, in the 60s, I believe, and he never came back. Mm. So that's, <laughs> that's, your, really, uh, that's, that's my relatable. favorite Australian. That's really. Yeah. My favorite Australian casualty, honestly. But um, anyway, so that being said, Australian casualties, Memorial Day and uh, all that other jazz aside.
2: I'm gonna, I'm um, find some
0: brats, cook them up. <sighs> Can't be Memorial Day. You eat brats from Memorial Day. I feel like hot dogs would be my pick. Well, yeah, they're hot dogs, but bigger, basically. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Uh, brats, a were, bird. brats were always too much for me, I'll be honest. But well, at you're, the same you're, time, you're a platypus. I'm a I'm a hungry bird. That's fair. That's fair. For me, I'm a polar sausage guy as that's my mm. nationality. So oh, yeah. very nice. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, <laughs> let's get straight into the scores. I tag you want to do A or B this week?
1: Uh, I'll run through A because I've been looking at it for the last like two minutes. So nice. Yeah. Um. So first game we got here, we got um Bohemian Capsidy who swept LBT. Got on them. Uh, Isotopes and the Crusty Grabs split. Got the Bolthans taking a pretty commanding sweep over the Super Monkey Balls. Um, if anyone wants to go back and watch that game, watch the second half of Thunder. That's the most important one. Yeah, uh, why, why is
2: that? Why, why, uh, hmm. What, what,
1: um, what could you possibly have? Uh, uh, I don't know. I I think you just got to see who was playing at the time. Yeah. The map's not really that interesting.
0: I, uh, heard, <laughs> I, I heard whoever was playing that wasn't playing before. Uh, he's pretty attractive and also
1: sounds cool. So, uh,
0: something about an A-team debut as well.
1: That is true. That is true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um... We've got LST and the question marks, uh, the question marks swept. God damn it. Um, and then weed the people and manipulation station split. And then we have the Americaps who swept hand off God. All right. And then for B team action, we're on the Jardim
0: Thunder week, right? Cause last week I almost read off the wrong one. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. So for eight a- or four B team, almost read off a team. I'm incredible. All right, Uh, for you are incredible. Don't let anybody tell you different. Well, thank you, Eagle. We should have you back every week. (laughs) Uh, um, For B team, we had LBT with a sweep of BCC. We had the Pingfield and the Grabs, and in that game, the Krusty Grabs swept um, in pretty reasonably uh, convincing fashion. We had the Balfins and SMB, um, which. An attractive Australian with a cool accent was also in that series, I believe. Um, And in that series, we had a Miami sweep as well. Woo! For LST and the question marks, we had a 2-1 win for the question marks. And that's actually our first uh, non-sweep, I think, that I've read off for B-team. Then we had Weed the People uh, win 2-1 to one against Manipulation Station, but there's an asterisk there, and we'll explain um, that news later. And um, then we had Bank of Maricaps versus the Handoff Gods, and in that game we had the Handoff Gods win 2-1. to one. And then for our GASP and niche leaders for both A and B team, the highest of the week for GASP was also the highest of the week for Nish. Um, For A team, the highest was Squid for O, Mr. Awesome for D, and Sugar for T. For B team, we had D's on O, Perpetualist for D, and Naga for T. Congratulations to all six of them for getting um, sweeps in their respective stat categories.
2: It is good to see Perpetualist back in action after a 13 season break, I think. Playing I mean, way wow. back in season eight, which was my first season, and I'm hella old. Uh, I mean, he he played a little before that, but that was his last season before this one. If I'm reading Tag Pro League correctly, so good to see him back.
0: And that's particularly impressive too, because the meta change, and that's a lot of uh, changes to competitive tag pro.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've seen it's been very interesting seeing a lot of those old balls come back during the pandemic,
0: and mm-hmm.
2: you know, some of them have adjusted really, really well. Some of them haven't, but. You know, I, I think it's pretty easy to catch up on the meta if you still got the mechanics. That's what matters. And a lot of these guys do so.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And adaptability definitely helps. So then for our headlines, um, I'm realizing that I tag actually hasn't heard of the headline that I created myself. So we'll start with that one. Um,
2: <laughs> I mean, probably a lot of people, because I didn't see it on the subreddit at all, really. So yeah. So what, what's going at- on here?
0: We're actually recording this on Friday evening and uh, Saturday morning if you're in Aussie land and somewhere in between if you're a European. And how, how else so, would you like to spend your Friday night? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, most people go out and uh, party. We podcast. There's no, really no other in way Still do it. pandemic,
2: people. Don't go out and party just yet. Yeah. <laughs> we're almost there.
0: But um, in any case, so this is kind of developing news at the very moment. We should hear news uh, later tonight from the CRC. But um, what occurred was on Wednesday night during the B-team games, Homie, who is the captain of Weed the People, was unavailable to captain his B-team as his minors team um, rescheduled for that night. And so his co-captain, your, your own Iceplat, was uh, running the show. And I did really good. Um, we won the series 2-1 against Dusk, and Dusk is uh, never an easy... Glad to go up against.
2: I love, sorry, I just love the, I did really good. I love the self confidence. <laughs> I'm here for it. Good job.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad you didn't sense the uh, skepticism in my own voice because <laughs> um, one of those games might be taken back. What occurred was um, We the People has a pretty strict lineup and we kind of just rotate that in and out every week. And so one of our defenders, Poodle, uh, forgot to sub out, and one of our other defenders, Prow, um, forgot to sub in and my theory is one of them doesn't talk much one of them was probably high and in the excitement we kind of just forgot to make the switch and poodle ended up with 50 minutes and while well, that was a complete accident um and the half that had actually occurred was three three the half where the violation occurred um, was a commanding weed the people win but um, that half may actually get replayed because of the 50 minute violation and Poodle would be subbed out in favor of Prow for that. So um, I don't particularly have the 2-1 series lead yet, but that's developing news.
1: Righto. That's um, yeah, <laughs> actually like pretty interesting stuff. I don't know how I feel about replaying halves. That seems kind of tedious after like The games already happened. Just like count the third game as a draw or something.
0: Well, and the unfortunate end is um, in reality, the half where we made that mistake ended up being three, three and the half where our lineup that we intended, um, I think I can't remember the score of it, but essentially we won by four caps because of that second half where we kind of locked it down. So the fact that we're going to have to replay that half while understandable because it was the violation half, um, really stinks. So, but yeah, Eagle, what do you think about um, the likely tentative ruling of replaying that second half? This is why you use spreadsheets.
2: Uh, yeah. No, when I was a captain, I always had uh, spreadsheets every week for who I was rotating in on B team. Just, you know, I know you think you're going to keep it all in your head, but just having it written down somewhere is good. Uh, and yeah, I know obviously this was new to you. And And you're not the the main captain, so honestly, just blame homie. But uh, getting that written down. Now, I'm okay with the replay, honestly. like that's probably what should happen. That's the most fair solution. You know, This player shouldn't have been allowed to play this half. i I don't think you can be like they're worth x number of caps we're going to dock you a certain number or whatever right you you never know the flow of the game is going to go so yeah it sucks you have to replay uh i hope that you don't have to replay it on like a wednesday night and have like 70 minutes because that would be an awful lot um Mm -hmm. but i think it's the right decision if that is what happens
0: yeah and that's from all accounts that i've heard likely what's going to happen the one um i guess Oh, actually, before I even tell you the one issue with uh, that solution, um, there was a spreadsheet. Homie sent me a spreadsheet and um, I was the horse's ass who just totally forgot about it. Um, I think we were just caught up in the moment. And yeah, you know, we didn't realize it until the next day when uh, Amy started DMing us. So but it is what it is. But the only uh, issue is, I believe one of the players in that half on Dusk's team, the Nips, um, actually retired after that game and will not be playing anymore. So I'm interested to see how the CRC works around that, if we can get him back or if there's a player of equal value.
2: I mean, here's the thing nobody ever retires from Tag Pro. It's impossible to leave this game. <laughs> I, I thought I retired, and here I am doing a podcast. <laughs>
0: You know, that's a very good point. Um, But luckily, uh, I don't think my headline was actually the biggest headline of the week. Um, iTag, would you like to explain the Pen15 fiasco
1: or? Uh, Yeah, sure. Um, I think I remember what happened. Um, It was game one or three. I don't particularly remember which one. Uh, It was game one between the uh, Bank of America caps and the Hand of God. Uh, heading into overtime, the scores were tied 9-all in the second half. Pen15 grabs in the red base. And he gets out the left side and he's flying past everyone. He hits a boost. He's looking like he's about to cap, but the timer stops. And overtime wasn't on. And... um I think there was a general consensus between like all the players that kind of realized that he was going to cap if overtime was turned on, which is what should have happened. And then they had to go back and play an overtime half. And then the handoff got actually won in overtime.
0: Yeah. And the unfortunate, I mean, we talked about this last week too. Um, Luckily, the games that had this issue last week all ended up um, going to the team that was favored to win when the half ended. But in this case, uh, very, very, if you rewatch that replay, um, very kind of obvious that he had a legitimate chance at scoring that and absolutely got robbed of it. Um, and I don't know that there's an easy
1: solution if you're the CRC. Yeah, I don't know the exact way you'd go about it. Like, either you have to, like, go all in and kind of, like, investigate if Pen15 was doing, like, the right movement, would anyone stop him? and then, like, award him the cap. But that doesn't, like, really count, does it? Because he didn't actually cap the flag.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the issue, too, is um, there's always the possibility that even if he's on par, um, he, I mean, God forbid, lags out or just hits the wrong arrow key or a teammate gets in front or even someone makes an insane OD play, which is why we play the game. Um, There's no way to just give it to them for free. But then, how do you justify replaying a half um, simply because one team was going to win, um, and then they couldn't do it in, in the overtime period?
2: What, what they should do is have every player go to exactly the position they were when the game <laughs> ended, and then this would be impossible. It's not, you cannot do this, but it would be very fun to watch.
0: That would be fun. Um,
2: it's like what they do in Ultimate Frisbee when there's a a stoppage or whatever, everybody, like an injury, everybody goes to the same spot they were, and then they have to, and then they all start running when it starts. But yeah, <laughs> um, unlucky, obviously. Uh, the, the, the question I have is who was doing the settings? Because if it was pen 15's captain that said it, I mean, I don't have too much sympathy because they screwed up. If it was the other team's captain, I'd have a little more sympathy.
1: I think it was Brazy. Brazy is
0: AmeriCaps. Isn't oh, it? okay. So he kind of shot himself in his own foot then. Yeah. yeah.
2: And that's what happened okay. last season. It was Bohemian capsidy, I want to say, who had like literally a couple pixels off the tile uh, when overtime would have started, but they forgot to set it. It's exactly the same sort of situation. Uh, so yeah, the same thing happened that it was their captain who forgot to set overtime. So I mean, you screwed up, and uh, you know it's extremely unlikely to affect you. But that's what happens, so I I don't have too much sympathy for it. Obviously, uh, you know this this sort of stuff. You know, we're a, a season and a half into setting overtime. Uh, you you'd think that would be enough time for captains to remember to set overtime, but there are still captains who forget to switch teams sometimes, and we've been doing that since the beginning.
1: So, I think he was talking about. Um... How the group was, like, glitched and stuff. And I've seen the issue, like, happen already this week.
0: When you when, mentioned that, Homie did have a similar issue with that last week, but go on.
1: Um, yeah, Jarvis was trying to set overtime in our group or in some game that I was, like, sitting in spectating. And it kept saying no overtime at the bottom. So, like, I, I don't know. Groups are busted anyway. They've been busted for, like, four years. I mean,
2: the entire game is busted, but we still play it. We still love it.
1: Yeah, Yeah.
0: But I guess the only because here's the thing. I absolutely love the instant overtimes. I think the whole point of them is to give the team who's got the momentum, whether it's a comeback or they're just dominating um, the advantage of retaining that advantage that they've built up for themselves. And I love that concept. It's also super fun to start an overtime with pups. Um, That being said, And this is more for the B-team side of it. After mulling it over, ITAG's solution of, let's just not do overtimes in the regular season because it doesn't particularly matter. Um, We already played three games in B-team, and that's a lot of time. God forbid you have a couple overtimes, um, and that starts to rack up. And before you know it, you're going to bed at 11 o'clock or midnight um, because you had an extra 20 or 30 minutes of overtime, plus the group breakages. So I'm, I, I don't know how I feel about it, because I've always been a huge proponent of overtime. Um, but I kind of like the idea of maybe let's save overtime and that special treat for playoffs. And let's just do business and um, call a tie a tie, pull the points for overtime wins or overtime losses away. ties a tie and, you know, handle your business or don't. And then move on to the offseason where we get that extra exciting element of overtime.
2: Honestly, I'd, uh, I'd split them. I, you know, I think eight, overtime is fun. I'd keep it on A-team. I do like the idea of not having overtime on B-team just for the time reasons, like you say. Like, it takes a while to play a B-team game. But I'm also, it's not, it's golden cap. It shouldn't take more than a few minutes, so it's not a huge deal. So I think if you're, I think if you're gonna, I I, I could go either way on this, you know. We'll ask about it in the player survey at the end of the season. We'll see how people feel about it, but uh, yeah, and could go either way. There's a lot of words to say
0: nothing, honestly. I tag any other thoughts on the uh, overtimes?
1: Um, well, I guess if you just remove um overtime in the regular season, it helps declutter the standings. Because, like, when you have to read off a team's position, I'll start. I'll go you know, with LBT. They've got eight wins, three overtime wins, zero overtime losses, and four losses. Like, just like put in a draw. And it declutters it a little bit.
2: The, the, the counterpoint to that is it is very funny to see the Pingfield field isotopes of 4% losses on B-team.
1: True, and but I don't want to take that away from <laughs>
0: you. The counterpoint to that is if you look at the B-team, uh, We the People in Ping Field's uh, standings right now, technically We the People have one more games because We the People have 4 games all told and um, that's 11 losses and Pingfield has 3 games and 12 losses. Um and the only reason that Pingfield is tied with Weed the People in points, both a piece at 13, is because Pingfield has 4 overtime losses to Weed the People's 1. Um and that gave them the extra points to make up for not having that uh fourth win. And if you look at the plus minus, and plus minus is kind of an important stat I reckon um in the grand scheme of things you have negative 26 for we the people and negative 42 for pinkfield so even though they have all these overtime games that means they're getting blown out in some games so i don't know how i feel about segregating overtime losses and wins um and assigning points to them i i I don't know i think i'm starting as we go on through the podcast i'm starting to like the idea of just wins ties losses a lot more
2: Well, I hate to break this to you, but if we were ties instead, the points
0: would still be the same. Yeah, true. (laughs) I don't know, but then there wouldn't be as many losses. I think I'd be more okay with that. Maybe it's just uh, the L column being one L bigger. Maybe I'm also salty and biased. That could (laughs) be a possibility, too. But anyway, now that I'm salty and worked up No, just kidding. Um. The final topic of the night for headlines stacked week. And I know Bald Bald Eagle is uh, super passionate about this. I myself kind of get passionate about this as well. Um, I don't know how ITAG feels about it or if OLTP has this issue, but it's been a hot debate for a very long time. The topic of GG's and who should go into uh, whose voice channel to initiate that process after the game. and Actually, what what kind of inspired me to bring this up is I had a debate with um, OK Then that got pretty heated. Um, And the details don't matter. But essentially, my stance at the time was, yeah, like I think the losers should go up to the winners and they should have control of the GGs. Um, And Amy actually vocalized that much better than I did. But at the end of the day, being on a team that only won uh two games before last night if the other team comes into my channel and says gg and whatever it's my personal opinion and it's not going to be popular uh i could have played better i didn't need to lose those games they're coming in as a courtesy we're just saying gg shaking hands talking about it and some of those are my friends and i like having those discussions after games um so i don't think it's mature of me to get salty about that but i understand why players do but on the other hand, I, I think it would be a lot better and it would solve a lot of issues if we were to just say, hey, losing team, um, when you're ready, or if you're not, just don't go um, and initiate that process, have that conversation for as long as you want, and then leave when you're ready.
1: That seems the most sensible, honestly, just letting the losing team like, have the choice of whether they want to go and say GG or not, depending on their like, emotions after the game and stuff. I actually don't know what it's like in OLTP. I think it just changes. It's like, whatever team wants to move, will move. I think a lot of the time, last season, my Miners team kind of just sat there and just didn't really do much after the game. When people would come in and say GG, and then that was it. Yeah. Uh, Eagle?
2: I mean, so
1: I've always said, in my
2: personal opinion, winner's walk winners should be the ones to go down and say ggs because in my personal experience when you lose you feel like shit and i mean sometimes sometimes you don't sometimes it's a hard fought game you're like oh you know that was good when you lose you feel like shit and you might be upset and you might be just not in the mood to have to like go find their channel and like go look. like basically it's almost like you're going to bow to them and say good job, you you beat us, congratulations, like, I hate that, like, I don't want to do that when I've just lost a game, so I think the winners should be the ones to walk, because I do think that, that sportsmanship should be in there, and when, the, when you do f- lose and, and you feel bad, when the winners come down, you know, if they're coming into a gloat or whatever, that's not cool, but that's usually not how it happens, they do say GG's, and you know, you say GG's back, and sometimes you just Tune out after that, and that's fine. Sometimes it it does help you feel a little better. You actually talk to them because, like you said, a lot of them are probably going to be your friends, and and you know we're a pretty tight community. So to me, winners should be the ones that walk. Uh, you just don't. It's it's an extra. It's almost like a punishment for losers to have to do that. I think. And I don't. I just it doesn't feel good to me when I lose to also have to do that. Yeah. If if you're the winner, you should be the one that has to scroll through the. 20 dozen channels in discord and and find
0: the the see and eagle i i agree to to a point with that because um like you said i think we can expect a certain level of sportsmanship and conduct um and i think a lot of the tension points that have occurred either quietly or very loudly uh in the past have had that lack of conduct and i can also see the argument um Opposed to the opinion you just expressed, where let's just avoid those tension points altogether, put the power in the losing team's hands, and let them decide if they want to say GG and how long they want to be there. But I guess what it really comes down to is, um, do we want to expect our community to be mature about it and give them that responsibility? Or are we just trying to avoid any tension point at any cost? So, so like,
2: what you say about uh, giving losers a choice? Like, there have been times when I've been on a winning team, and and we thought that the losing team would come up to us, and we're like, "Well, should we go down?" And like, if they don't come up, we're like, "Oh, did we piss them off? Do they hate us now?" And like, not having that communication there, kind of, you know, it—it's not you don't want people to hate you. Um, I think there are many types of GGS, which is some of the nuance that I that might be missing here, Mm -hmm. Um, because you've got the sometimes you go down. Into the because I uh, like I said, winner's walk. Sometimes we'd go down to the losing team's channel, we'd say GD's quick. Obviously, they're in a bad mood. All right, cool. We get out of there. That's that. Sometimes, you know, they actually want to talk about it and we hang out for a bit, play Scriblio, whatever. Uh, so I think you also just have to gauge the temperature of the room if you're whichever team is doing the moving and you know, get in and out sometimes if it's you know, things are going bad, but
0: and see. Now I'm conflicted again because Amy, the way he explained the the losers coming in, sounded very sensible at the beginning when I was prepping for this podcast. And then your opinion um, kind of brings back so many memories of just funny conversations with uh, the other team. And I think, I, I guess, like like you kind of touched on, there has to be a balance. If, if it's a team that you know well, um, I don't think it matters. I hope that everyone can kind of be sensible to their friends and hold their... Uh, emotions on the game aside um, and like you said humans can kind of empathize a little and hear if if someone's upset although I will touch on this because Amy did mention this as a tension point as well um, and I'll be his voice here uh, for the players that go in there and kind of just gloat on what they just did to the other team like a sick player or something like that I don't know how tasteful that is I think maybe just leave that for the plays of the week Um,
2: fuck that guy fuck that guy
0: yeah don't do um, that because i think that is probably where that issue even stems from in the first place i don't think anyone's gonna particularly get upset as long as that's not happening and there's not a lot of gloating so maybe that's our message on that topic for this week is uh don't be the gloater just go in there and be friendly and you know uh Go and thank the other team for letting you play tag, bro. because that's what we're here for at the end of don't, the day. Don't
2: be a dick. Also, hi, Amy. <laughs> I'm, I'm making this podcast run 90 minutes just like the other one.
1: <laughs> I've got a solution. Both teams walk.
2: There we go. This is solutions. N- I-
1: now, where do they problem walk Problem
2: solving
0: to? right here.
1: Do they walk to the opposite room and just never meet? Or do they make a separate room and both walk there?
0: See, I have a new idea. I like where you're going with this. What if um both the other team and your team walk and don't walk? Like you see who ends up where and go from there.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, anyway. Um <laughs> don't do any of the dumb things I or I just suggested. Just be sensible. That's our message. And um, I don't know. Uh be kind, compassionate, and uh yeah, just Enjoy the fact that you get to play TagPro. Um, but yeah, that's our headlines for the week. All right, what do we have next? Oh, all right. Um, iTag, you have your player shout shoutout.
1: Uh, yeah, my player of the week this week is... Uh, if you've been perusing the uh, TagPro subreddit over the last two weeks or so, um, I'm sure you would have seen a number of posts from this one member who's kind of been putting the subreddit on their back. Uh, and this person is Stripe. They've got, yeah, a multitude of posts. I'm actually quite impressed with his
0: creativity, his or her. I haven't met him, but um, to be able to post something every day. And I don't know, I, I go through the Reddit and I kind of enjoy the posts. Every day I take the survey and uh, it's a good time. So check that out. Maybe we can blow up his poll numbers so that he's getting like a thousand and three Uh, Votes per um, minute. Um. Per minute. Oh, even better. (laughs) Ambition. Why not not send those thousands of people to play Tag Bro? You know, maybe if those polls get those thousands of people, maybe we can get them into Tag Bro. Mm. And then Gateway, I like it. Yeah. And then the unforeseen um, issue of the servers can't hold the same as his poll numbers. And that's how we'd kill Tag Bro. (laughs) (laughs) The love that started those polls ends Tag Bro. But anyway, that is the Player of the Week segment, and next we have a Bring a Topic segment. So, Bald Eagle, what would you like to talk to us about this week?
2: Oh, I mean, I could go for another thirty minutes on GGS, but uh, I'll 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 keep it short. Uh, for me, what I think a lot this week, and I have to think about a lot for the past fifteen months, obviously, uh, the pandemic. Uh, I do a lot of work in my own job dealing with data from the pandemic. Uh, we've been in here for 15 months. We've been inside. A lot of folks came back to Tag Pro during the pandemic. Uh, you know, we we ran region wars twice during the pandemic. Now uh, we've had like four or five seasons now in the pandemic. Folks, it's we're almost there. I just wanna just wanna tell everybody to just keep being smart and go get vaccinated and uh, follow CDC and local guidelines because. Uh, we're getting very close. If you if you look at the C D C statistics uh for today, more than half of the total population is now vaccinated, which just happened uh today or yesterday, uh as we record this. Um, we're up to sixty two percent of adults. Everybody who's listening to this, at least in the US, uh as far as I'm aware, should be eligible to vaccine because if you're under twelve, probably shouldn't be here quite yet. Should. Um uh, but yeah, uh we're so close here in my state we we just take numbers of hospitalizations and, and case numbers that are equal to what it was back in the first week of April 2020 and i it just every day i see the numbers continue to go down it makes me very happy having looked at this these numbers every single day so if you're if you're concerned about getting the vaccine like i i totally get it um but it is safe it is effective it is going to help protect the people your community uh, and it's going to help you get back to normal a lot faster. So if you're wondering about that, I know, you know, just listen to your old pal bald eagle uh, and uh, listen to your health professionals. And uh, please go do that because we're so damn close.
0: And to kind of tag along with that thought, um, if you are concerned, do your research. You're entitled to your opinion. But at the end of the day, um, we live in the information era. Don't be ignorant go out do your research read up on your options and um the re the what we do know now um both good and bad and make your opinion off of that please don't make your opinion based off memes and social media and unreliable sources so that's my two cents on your topic
2: obviously you want to get all your health information from podcasts about tag pro please <laughs>
0: oh yeah don't get your information from us either like you can Take our sentiment and our advice, but go and educate yourselves.
1: You guys are pretty fortunate to have such a large vaccine rollout. Um, yeah. I guess it was more it. required for you guys because there was no strong lockdown that ever happened with you guys. Like we've been through uh, t- two or three lockdowns. We've actually just entered our uh, like a snap one-week lockdown because we picked up a couple cases, uh, like three days ago or something and like a couple of the exposure sites were like pretty like big places like a sports game and stuff so um, yeah we got one week and hopefully back into the swing of things but our vaccine rollout has been absolutely terrible here
0: Well, and the crazy thing I mean you mentioned some of the lockouts and we never really had any of those or lock-ins I guess um, but while we no were here while we, while we were kind of just doing our own thing and kind of half enjoying life, I reckon you guys were starting to discuss concerts and sporting events. Like, you guys had that long before we did. And I think it's because people were kind of um, being smart about it. So,
1: Yeah, it was really um, important that everyone was like kind of doing the right thing when it really mattered. Because, well, we're, our first lockdown ended probably prematurely, and that's why we en- ended up going into a second one. But, um. Once it was all sorted out, we could start. Like, saw like crowds like building up, and we had like eighty thousand people go to a football game like a month ago or two. It's actually mm-hmm. insane, like the numbers.
2: Yeah, I, I don't want to take all this time on this, so no, oh we're so tired of hearing about the pandemic. It's just like eighty percent of my job right now is this. So I, I like, I just wanted to say, like, please, please do the right thing, basically.
0: Yeah, and thank you for bringing that topic on. Um, We appreciate that uh, both of you, as the guests of the show so far, have brought things that matter and um, are interesting to you. So on that note, let's segue into perhaps my favorite segment that we have on this show, um, which is the pickems. For those of you that are not aware, um, we have a segment called the pickems, and iTag and I, and now Bald Eagle, I believe, will be participating as well, uh, selected the winners of a few games from this week, week five. And whoever scored the most points, or I guess whoever scored the least points, had to write a haiku about the winner. So, all told, I don't even know what the score was for iTag at the end. But I think four I two, scored. I think, I think oh. it ended up being 4-2. Um, in any case, I iTag is our inaugural haiku uh, poet. And um, yeah, do you have that
1: prepared? I uh, do. This, this is not going to be good. I wrote this in like 10 minutes because you sent me that website and I was like, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll give it a quick read and uh, I didn't actually learn too much from it. So I just... It, <laughs> should,
0: be a, it should be noted that after our A-Team games, I um, sent him a link and I said, hey, you're going to need this. And it was how to haiku for beginners or something like that. And um, so, yeah, go ahead.
1: Okay. Um, God. Uh, okay here we go. FC is in base. Impenetrable ice wall. He likes the OD. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that OD got thrown in there. <laughs> Perfect. All right. I
2: love the impenetrable. What a word to throw into a haiku.
1: I had yeah, I had, that was the line I was stuck on the longest, and then after looking back, it's like three words. But just trying to fill out the seven syllables—the important thing.
0: Well, haiku. I'm actually quite proud. I reckon we'll um we'll try and get a uh, compilation of our haikus as we go on here. But that's the first one. Um, and now let's jump into the picks. Bald eagle, uh, you're invited to join us for the picks. I reckon you'll. I think I believe you mentioned you'll be doing that. Um whether you want to be in the sweepstakes for the haiku is up to you.
2: Um, uh, it, it doesn't matter. I'm going to win. Cool. Uh
0: <laughs> yeah. So I tag I like we'll write confidence. another yeah, I tag we'll write another haiku next week. And uh here's how <laughs> the pick'ems work. We are going to do a game of the week that all three of us will be selecting from. We have a lock for each league, and the lock game is a game where we pick a team that we think is a for sure win. And then we have an upset game. And in an upset game, you're not allowed to pick a team whose record is better than the team they're facing. It has to be a game in which you think an upset is going to occur. Um, that being said, the game of the week for A-Team is Nip versus the question marks. Um, I tag.
1: what's your pick? Uh, I think I actually picked Nip to win this. This was originally going to be my um, upset game, and then I realized that it's actually probably game of the week. So... I just went with that instead.
0: Um, for myself, I'm taking the question marks and Eagle. I think this is pr- like it's probably going to end up being a split. I think, but
2: I think these are two pretty well-rounded teams. Uh, I'm not convinced to is going to win the Noober, but I also think both are going to be able to make some noise in the playoffs. Uh, I think they're definitely in that second tier at least, and honestly, I w- I wouldn't be super surprised if they did win the Noober. Did I just contradict myself in that sentence? Probably. Anyway, I think the team <laughs> that I'm actually going to take in the uh, in the pick on it is the Aero team. Question mark? Question mark? Uh, I I've streamed both of these teams. They both so Aero team played the Isotopes in I want to say week three or week four. Uh, the Nips also played the Isotopes. They played the Isotopes B team in the NALTP Cup. I streamed that one. I know it was like a, a, a probably a pretty casual game for the Nips A team. They, they weren't super inspiring against a V team. Like, they dropped a game uh, and they they had some close ones. So, uh, I'm gonna go with the arrow team here, but it is a tight one, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing who comes out on top.
0: All right. and for the lock, um, my game is the handoff gods against VCC, and I'm taking VCC as my lock.
1: Ah, damn it. (laughs) I picked the exact same. Well, you know, I also picked that game,
0: so... (laughs) Oh, nice. <laughs> we all. This is what happens when we yeah. don't compare notes beforehand. I mean, there's only six way.
2: games, and some True. of them are, are closer, closer. We gotta have an upset. So, uh, yeah. For me, Bohemian Captivity is always pretty well run. Uh, Rick does a great job with that team. Uh, Handoff God, lineup Shakeup, You know, they they faced a tough team in Bank of America Caps last week. I think they should be better than they've been doing. Uh, I just hope they can get that lineup together pretty soon.
0: Yeah. Um. And then, for the upset pick, I have SMB against the Bank of America Caps, and I'm going to take SMB, the Super Monkey Balls, in this one.
1: Uh, looks like it's going to be a close week in the Pick'em's End, because I picked the exact same game. Oh my god. <laughs> uh,
2: my upset is the Krusty the Grabs. I'm going to take them over, weed the people. Uh, I think Krusty Grabs, going in the right direction. Uh, they picked up some points against the Ice Topes last week. That's good for them. Uh, That's, you know, pretty close in the standings there. It's a a pretty big game for the playoff race as well, down towards the bottom of the standings, so that's where I'm
0: going. Perfect. Um, And that transitions us into the B-team game of the week, which is LST against LBT. Um, And I
1: picked LST. Ooh. Um, I've gone with LBT. Played against them in week one. We beat them 2-1, but... After that, it looks like they've picked up pretty nicely over the rest of the season. They've got three overtime wins, and if it's one versus two, you'd expect them to be tight matches, and the team with three overtime wins, you'd back them more often. Unless the group leader doesn't have overtime. In which case, you know. <laughs> it hasn't happened area. for them yet.
0: Watch, we just jinxed them. They're going to go into three overtimes, and all three of them are going to have the broken overtime.
2: I sure hope so. <laughs> overtime's great, even if it's broken.
0: It'll give us something to talk about next week for sure.
2: (laughs) Uh, I'm picking uh, Splatoon Temple as well in this one. Uh, It's very weird to look at the standings in Week 5, after Week 5, and to see a team with a negative captive on top of the standings. So that seems a little paper-tigerish to me. Uh, It seems a little, uh, you know, are they as good as the record indicates? very tight at the top of the B-team standings, I should add. You've got six teams within four points of each other. Uh, So we're setting up for a really fun finish over the next two weeks. I'm glad that this one two game is one of them because it's an opportunity for one of those teams to really take things by the horns, make a statement. Uh, For me personally, I think splitting temple is a team that's going to do it. All
0: right. And my lock. I, you know, didn't have faith in Jarvis this week. Last week I did. It paid off this week. I have faith in his B team. I'm taking Miami over the Pingfield isotopes. Hell yeah! I'm I'm glad that you have faith in us now. Yeah, well, you you, you proved it, so you know. <laughs> yeah. And also, Pingfield has not proven anything to me yet, so yeah, there you go. <laughs> kind of brutal, um, but
1: <laughs> I've actually picked um, Bohemian Capsidy again with the lock over um, the Hand of God. So, Ooh. BCC, don't fail me this week, please, please.
2: <laughs> and my lock here sorry i split i'm gonna go with crusty grabs over the people uh so you can you have influence over whether this is a correct pick um the the crusty grabs have the second highest captive on b team right now uh, i think their their defense looks very good uh and their offense looks good too like they sh- it's weird to me that they're eight and seven hovering around 500 you know bottom half of the league if you look at the standings I don't think they should be that low. I think they're better than that. Uh, So, yeah, I'll go with the Krusty Grubs. I know they just had a, a pretty easy week against the Isotopes, so that might be inflating some of those stats. But still, I think they're a better team than the standings give them credit for.
0: Yeah, and we'll see on, if they're on the rise. But that's actually a very good segue into my pick. I'm picking Weed the People as my upset over the grabs. Homer!
2: Look at the Homer. Look at this. Yeah. The and team. I like the confidence, though. Don't let, me, don't let me bring you down with that.
0: Here's the thing, fellas, is um, whether it's logical or not, my only chance at, at a uh, playoff spot at this point um, is to just keep winning games. So we, we might have a 2-1 this week if we can lock that 10-minute half down, we do have a 2-1 this week. Um, If we get another 2-1 or even a sweep this week, then playoffs are starting to look realistic. And to go from um, a franchise losing streak of 20 games that B-team broke to then um, going into the playoffs and kind of climbing our way in, and I think um, A-team might also have a chance, but to to do that as a B-team and kind of not tilt out any point in the season that would be huge it would mean a lot and uh yeah i'm I'm excited to play um with some guys that i just really enjoy being around um and i appreciate their heart and willingness to compete every week even though it doesn't look good for us um and i'm really excited to play against uh griff and flaccid's team and their crew because i love that team as well so Should be fun. I'm picking it because I kind of have to go into a confident and, uh, why
1: not? You know, that's a great point because I've actually picked you guys. A lot of faith in you.
0: And here's the other part
1: of it. Um, you can ask Jarvis about this. This
0: is a legitimate thing. Um, when I have a chip on my shoulder, that's when the best career games come out. Um, you can ask Jarvis about that for detail. Actually, that'll be our DM shout out of the week. Um, DM Jarvis and ask him what happened when he doubted me. Um, specifically remind him about game one, half one of the season. And uh, that's all I'll say about that.
1: Also, I didn't get any DMs with any pickup lines. I'm heartbroken.
0: Yeah, so let's leave that on the line. Someone get with it here. I'm a little disappointed in you guys, but you're forgiven. Now DM him. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, Eagle, what is your upset pick?
2: Oh, when I have a chip on my shoulder, I
1: just eat it. Oh, there you go. I was waiting to make that joke. So. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> my upset is there's not a lot of close games this week uh, in terms of the standings. I'm taking Super Monkey Balls to take uh, Bank of America cups and uh, get the win there.
0: All,
1: All right. right. I think um, that's I pretty th- reasonable. Th- I think
0: that wraps up our pick them segment. Um, and where are we at now? Okay, um, actually, so Eagle, thank you for recording with us. Uh, this is a lot longer than we expected, and we've been absolutely this blessed. happens when
2: you get me on a podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you for, uh, you know, uh, agreeing to do this and helping us kind of uh, get, get the wheels on the road and establish what this is going to look like moving forward. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me.
1: You had the perfect chance to say to get the ball rolling. You didn't oh, take it. Oh, to get the ball rolling. You know I what? Think, you live and you learn. I think
2: iTech should be hosting the podcast.
0: <laughs> I yeah. don't know about that. <laughs> here's the second coup attempt of the podcast. Um, <laughs> but anyway, as a thank you, uh, here's your chance to promote anything you're uh, doing, any creative content you have going, uh, any teams you're supporting, uh, what you're doing behind the scenes.
2: Yeah. Um. So I actually didn't stream this week. I had the week off. Uh, let me do. Let me add a few things to my stream, which I'm excited about, so I'll be back streaming next week. Uh, hopefully, getting a few more games in, and yeah, I'm looking forward to how uh, there's some surprises in store for the stream. So, uh, it's, uh, I, I really enjoy doing it. I really enjoy streaming. Uh, and, you know, if, if your team needs a streamer, especially I'm pretty... So, I've, I've been booked up by the Pinkfield Isotopes this, uh, this season, because I'm helping Ralph out with that team uh but if you're in majors and minors or in the nltp cup i'm happy to stream those as well uh just give me a shout because it's you know i'm better. i know people like seeing themselves on stream and and being able to watch their games back so i'm always happy to do that for folks
0: yeah and your commentary has always been super fun um i don't know it's it's just an experience being on a bald eagle stream it's a little more interactive and uh yeah Thank you. I know it's it's great. We fully support Bald Eagle here. Well, so, thank you. I fully support you.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Any other notes I tag? Uh. Well, I guess where could we find a stream if people actually don't know the. Oh line? yeah.
2: Bald. I should say that uh, Twitch.tv slash Bald Eagle. Uh, all one word. Uh, bald as in you know my name.
0: B A L L. Um. When I post the podcast this week. Yeah, yeah I'll, and I mean, I'll it's, leave it's, the it's link in all well. the info
2: threads, yeah. too, so I, I'm pretty sure basically everybody in Tag Pro already follows me. Uh, if not, you know, oh. I
1: hate you, but, you know, we can fix that. <laughs> Quick flex. Sorry, I, I might be famous. Just just maybe in the Tag Pro community. <laughs> maybe a little bit. No, I mean, um, like I, I've been, I didn't expect to get as many followers as I did, and I'm very
2: grateful that so many people have decided that they want me to get my silly little notifications when i start streaming uh so i i really do appreciate all the support from the the Tegbro community and uh obviously i I love to give back over i can
1: thank you, you. like this spider-man meme where he says everyone loves me and he's just kind of like got the biggest grin on his face <laughs> i'll have to find and that
0: on that note um that just about wraps up our uh, second episode. Thank you to everyone that is uh, supporting us so far. We appreciate your feedback and your support. Um, And I'll leave you with this. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. John Lennon